Good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It's play-by-play coming to you live here on this Wednesday. Casey Gisclair here. Got a fun show coming your way today. We've got three call-in guests that'll be stacked up, all uh, trying to entertain you until 1 o'clock. We've got Ellender Memorial football coach John Haslett, who will be joining us in the next segment of the show. He is the first-year coach at Ellender, but he's a longtime Ellender Patriot. We'll be asking him about his plans for leading the program out in Ellender. Hopefully, they have a successful season. We'll ask him about the spring and everything in between. Then at noon, we're going to go to Aaron Babin of South Terrebonne High School. I had a chance to see Coach Babin's team yesterday in their spring game against Patterson. Uh, We will uh, chat with Coach Babin about that. And then at the bottom of our call-in guest, we'll have Taylor Griffin on at 1215 to chat with the Turtle about our Nuggets, uh, who are playing much better. We'll talk with him about that. We'll talk with him about uh, all sorts of different things. You know how Turtle and I do. We'll chat with him about everything that's happening around the world of sports. And then also the elephant in the room. There's an LSU-SEC tournament baseball game happening literally right now uh, as we speak in the sixth inning, bottom of the sixth inning, LSU leads 6-3. to three. It was 6-1 to one Tigers. South Carolina just got two runs in the top of the sixth inning off of the LSU bullpen. Um, but the bases were loaded with one out, and the Tigers got out of a jam, so it could have been oh so much worse. LSU's batting now in the bottom of the sixth inning. You guys, if you listen close enough, you can maybe actually even hear the SEC network commentators into the microphone as we got the iPad playing the game here, so we'll keep you up to date on everything that happens there. Usually, you're up 6-3. to three, You got nine outs to get. You'd feel pretty damn good about it. I've seen the LSU bullpen pitch this year. I don't feel very good about this, uh, but maybe the Tigers could score some more and uh, get themselves in a good position. So we'll keep you up to date on that. Um, And, well, you know, obviously we'll talk about Boston getting a win over Miami yesterday, why I think maybe Miami should be a little nervous. Um, And we also got to lead off the show with, like, I'm a little stressed out today, right? I'm a little stressed out today. I'm driving to the studio. I'm on the big old intercoastal bridge. I get a big old red light that comes on in my center console. Tire ruptured. What does that mean, tire ruptured? Got a big old hole in one of my tires that I picked up a nail or something, I guess, on the way here. Um, so we'll have to get that fixed. I got all sorts of things on my plate. Now I got to deal with that. And uh, just a lot going on today. So we're going to de-stress together. We're going to unwind together. We'll make things happen, and we'll be live until 1 o'clock. Yesterday, as I said, I was at South uh, I was about to say South Carolina. You can tell I'm looking at the iPad, right? Yesterday, I was at South Terrebonne um, watching the Gators play Patterson, and that was a spring scrimmage that was unlike any of the other spring scrimmages that I was able to attend because in some of the other spring scrimmages that I was able to attend, the offenses were head and shoulders ahead of the defenses. South Levusian HL Bourgeois, the defenses were a little bit lagging behind at times. Offenses made a lot of big plays. They were doing the things that they wanted to do. Terrebonne and McDonough 35 kind of the same thing. We saw Terrebonne's offense make some big plays, some long, deep passes to Kylan Billiot, some big receptions. We saw the offense make some big plays. Yesterday, in the South Terrebonne and Patterson scrimmage, the defenses dominated and were in control. 
the offenses throughout the scrimmage almost looked like they were kind of sort of stuck in mud a little bit. They just were having a hard time driving the ball. When they would drive the ball, get a couple of first downs, they would you know, get thrown back, get behind the sticks, and it was a struggle for the offenses yesterday. In fact, in the live quarter that the teams played, no one scored. It was a scoreless live quarter, which you don't often see. Um, so what does it all mean, right? I, nothing, not a whole lot, right? It's a spring game. South Terrible might have a great offense. Patterson might have a great, I don't know. Uh, but for yesterday, at least, it sure looked like those two teams were going to be defensive laden in the upcoming year. And I think it was equally, or or maybe um, equally is not the right word, um, more so impressive for the Gators' defense, maybe so than the Lumberjacks' defense, because Patterson has athletes all over the field. I mean, they got big, strong, physical running backs. They got kids that are running hard. They got dudes that that are big and athletic and strong. And, and, and South Terrebonne was never willing to let them get in space. And... That was very impressive to see because if you go back and, and, you know, I told you this yesterday, but if you go back and you look at the schedules, go see what Patterson's offense is capable of doing. Last year, they were scoring on everybody, right? So to be able to hold them down and not allow them to make big plays, that's a good work from Coach Hawkins and his defense. For the Gators on the other side of the ball, I think they're going to have to um, figure some things out. They were trying to throw a little bit. It was kind of a struggle, having a hard time protecting. They were trying to run a little bit, having a hard time. They're going to have to figure some things out, but give credit to Patterson, obviously, because you know they were playing hard on defense and were making some things difficult on the Gators throughout the course of that scrimmage. So that was very fun to see. The team's got some work, and now we could officially say that the spring football schedule in our area is now officially over. That was the last spring scrimmage. Everybody is now heading into the offseason where we're lifting weights, we're doing seven-on-seven, seven, we're getting bigger, faster, stronger, all heading towards, oh, that early August portion of this calendar where we're going to get back out onto the fields. And when we get back out onto the fields, the next time is going to be balls to the walls. Let's go. Let's get ready for the upcoming year. So that'll, you know, it's one thing to sit here and say on May 24, oh, August is forever from now. You know, there is such a long time without football. But then on the other hand, we know how this works. We know how this works. Look, just look at the, we were celebrating Christmas yesterday. (laughs) And now it's already May 24th. Time flies, man. It absolutely flies. And we're going to get there before we know it. We just got to be patient, wait it out, and it's going to be here before we know it. Um. Today, we want to thank our sponsors for allowing us to be here. That would be the Blue Boot Foundation Buzz off the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Golden Motors, where price is priority, located on Highway 3235 and Cutoff. Dufresne Building Materials, experience the Dufresne difference with eight locations in Cutoff. Thibodeau, Belchase, Luling, Slidell, Araby, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. Today, if you've got a, a Swampland schedule, the schedule is going to say Thursday. Pay no mind to the schedule because today... South Lafouche will open up their Swampland schedule against Terrebonne. Varsity will be playing at 6 o'clock. That's South Lafouche against Terrebonne out at Eddie Blanchard Field. The Tarpons will be opening up their summer schedule and getting ready to rock and roll against a Terrebonne team that has some athletes, has some guys that could play. It's going to be a lot of fun to see the young Tarpons lock up with the young Tigers, and we'll see who gets the summer off 
on the right footing. Let's catch a break. When we get back out of the break, we're going to John Hazlitt of the Ellender Memorial Patriots. He's the new head football coach there. He's got big plans there. We'll ask him about all that and more. It is play-by-play right here on KLEB. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. If you put a stack of $100 bills and a piece of wood in front of a Formosan termite, what would it eat? Both. They're swarming here and they're hungry. Call those local experts, the Bayou Boys at Terminex. They can treat your home and save you thousands of dollars in damage. Don't let Formosan termites eat you out of house and home. Call Terminex today. So call those Bayou Boys. They'll get you, get you Terminex tough. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, where the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Remember a second ago we said, well, South Carolina scored a couple of runs and they cut into the LSU lead. Well, LSU has gotten those runs back. It's 8-3 to three now in the bottom of the sixth inning, and the Tigers have the bases loaded with two outs, trying to blow it open. They're trying to take a ginormous lead out in Hoover, so we'll keep you up to date on that. It looks like the Gamecocks will be making a pitching change here, which will delay the action a little bit. But we go to the phone lines for the first time on play-by-play today. And we go to Coach John Hazlitt of the Ellender Memorial Patriots. He's the new first-year head football coach out there. Coach, good morning, man. How are we doing today? 
Good. How y'all doing? Doing fine, man. Uh, it's your first year with the Patriots as the head coach, but obviously you've been there a long, long time. Tell me about how the transition has been, buddy. How have the last couple of months been since you've taken over? Uh, it's been uh, pretty good. Uh, been there for twenty year, over 20 years, and uh, when the job opened up, a lot of the players came up to me and asked me to take the job. So uh, that was one of the things that made me apply for the job, and uh, glad I got it, uh, able to take over over there. Uh, we did a couple weeks in the spring, uh, and they responded to everything we uh, asked them to do. They're that, all, the kids are excited. They're ready to get started. For sure, man. That was the next question I was going to ask is, is if you guys had done a spring and how that went. So tell me about your spring practices. What were some things that you guys were able to get accomplished? Uh, we just did a couple weeks in there. We did uh, about a week of conditioning, uh, getting them all in condition, in the shape, a lot of running. And then uh, about a week of just installing a base offense and base defense to have something going forward into the summer. And then we shut it down, and uh, we pick it back up uh, on Tuesday. We're going to pick it back up for summer workouts. You guys lost a lot of weapons, man. Some really good receivers, some really talented playmakers. Your quarterback, unfortunately, transfers out of the program. Uh, offensively, tell us about that. How did it look in the spring? I know you said it was a new install. How did the kids look, man? Uh, they, they look good. Um, quarterback we had working in the spring was actually our kicker, Chris Lopez. But uh, he's also he, he was our backup quarterback last year. Uh, but he did a real good job stepping in, picking up the offense real quick. Uh, the offensive line, pretty much three-fifths of the offensive line returns from last year. So that's a big positive. And our running back, Xavier Bryant, is going to be returning. So, you know, we got some pieces still in place. It's just to replace all those weapons outside a wide receiver and that quarterback. That's uh, uh, we get that done. But we're going to work what we can. Next man up mentality. Jesse used to always tell me, hey, you know, it's such a challenge to get the kids to play, you know, because you're fighting against – society right the kids want to play on their ipad on their ipads their iphones or whatever but then at ellen you're also fighting against basketball and i'm not trying to say that like cornell's not encouraging them to play football that's not at all what i'm saying but it is known as a basketball school so a lot of the kids there aspire to be basketball players they don't necessarily always aspire to be football players that's a challenge there how do you guys fight that off uh we encourage them to play as many sports as we can. Uh, got a couple guys that won the basketball team that came out in the spring. And they they were there, and uh, we just Coach Cornell and I have talked it over, and we worked out our schedule over the summer for when he's working out his basketball guys. When they come work out for football, they work out for basketball in the afternoon. We all working together to try to get it going, and uh, I think these guys see what we did in the spring and the attitude the kids had, and they want to be a part of that too. Tell me about your staff. Obviously, you know, with the head coach gone, and then he brought one of the coordinators with him. Were you guys able to bring some guys in? Or, you know, tell us a little bit about your coaching staff. Uh, pretty much the defensive staff pretty much stayed together. Uh, coach Atkins is staying on as the defensive coordinator. He's been there for about seven years now, seven, eight years he's been there. Uh, Brian Delahousse staying on as linebacker coach. He's been there for six years. You know, we've all worked together on defensive side of the ball. That's where I was. Um, got a former player. Uh, he came help last year, Ardell Burns, with the D-line. He's going to be taking over that spot. And then um, a couple of former players uh, trying to get him on for the school year, uh, Dequarius Griffin and uh, Richard Green. They both graduated from Ellender uh, in 2017. Uh, Dequarius is going to be coming work with the DBs. Richard's going to be working with the wide receivers. Uh, Kirk Townsend's coming back. He works with the running backs. 
Jamie Delahousse, uh, the head baseball coach, is coming to work with the offensive line. And, um, you know, I'm doing what I got to do with quarterbacks, anything else I got to go to. So, you know, the defensive staff stayed together, which is a good thing. It's just that offensive staff, he had to put together some guys. But there's some good guys coming in. I always like to ask a first-time head coach this question. So I'm going to ask you, in the last couple of months, what have you learned? Because, you know, coaches always tell me, man, when they get the job, oh, I'm, I'm so ready, you know, I'm fired up, I'm excited. Then a couple months in, they'll say, well, yeah, I'm still excited, I'm still fired up, I love what I do, but there were some things that I have to do now that I didn't necessarily realize were part of the job. So what are some of those things, uh, you know, maybe during spring or whatever that you sat back and realized, I didn't realize that that was my responsibility now. Um, I'm not really surprised by too much. Uh, all responsibility falls on me. Uh, like I said, I've been coaching for 20 years, and all the coaches we've had at under through that time, um, since I was usually the guy returning most of the time, a lot of times they turned to me uh, just for a little questions here and there, what they had stuff. And I had good coaches that I learned from that were head coaches. So, you know, worked hand-in-hand with them when they got there and got started. So that kind of made the transition a little bit easier for me. Tell us about your goals for the summer. I know you said Tuesday you're getting back after. What are some goals and some things that you're hoping to get accomplished in the next couple of months before you start fall camp? Uh, get in the weight room and get stronger. You know, these guys got to get in the weight room, get stronger. Uh, last couple of years, uh, I think that's where we fell a little bit short is uh, they got pushed around a little bit on the, on the line, O-line, D-line got pushed around a little bit try to build some strength up in there and get some work uh, over the summer with seven-on-seven so we can get this offense uh, fine-tuned and installed a little bit more and get these young guys out there on offense some work and uh, the young guys on defense because we also have to place a lot of guys on defense too. Get those guys some work and get them accustomed to it, accustomed to it before we get into fall camp. So tell me about that. You guys did have a very scrappy defense last year, and it was a group that had a bunch of seniors, man. Tell us about some of those young guys that are plugging up some of those gaps. Are they going to be as proficient as you guys had last fall? Um, we got some young guys coming in. We lost both our starting linebackers. They were seniors. They pretty much in and out started for three years. A uh, bunch of guys out of the secondary that had been playing since they were sophomores. But uh, with the injuries we had at the end of the year to Cody Smith and Brandon Harris, we had a couple of young guys that we had to throw in there and play. Uh, so they got some – they're young, but they got some reps in there last year uh, during the season. Same thing at linebacker. We had some injuries here and there. And the linebackers we got coming in, they had some playing time last year. So they have a little bit of experience. Coach, tell us about 7-on-7. Um, seven seven. Are you guys going to be doing a whole lot of that? You know, A lot of coaches have different opinions and different thoughts and everything about it. Some of them say, oh, you know, we're just going to work and have fun, and, you know, we're, we're mainly focused on our defensive backs or whatever it may be. Others say, well, hey, if they turn it on the scoreboard, we're going to try to win. We're going to try to build some momentum. How are you guys going to approach the 7-on-7 seven seven season? I'm competitive. I want to win at everything we do, but the most important thing is for these guys to get in and get their reps and get the practice in. So that, you know, I always want to win at everything we do, but like I said, the most important thing is these guys to understand the offense, understand the defense, and get that down pat. 20 years, man. That's a long time. And as you said, you've seen a lot of different head coaches. But I almost think it gives you a little bit of an advantage because you can maybe pick and choose. All right, well, here's something that, you know, Terry Washington did that I liked. Here's something that Jesse did that I liked. You can almost kind of take the best of them all and then kind of throw it into your own philosophy. I think that gives you a little bit of an advantage, doesn't it? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, you know, the, all, like I said, all the coaches I've worked for in the past all had some good things about them, had, you know, things they want to do a certain way and all that. 
you know, as a just a sip and I just didn't agree with with things they did. But you know, take a little bit of here and there, and I can put it all together, and hopefully it comes out to a winning uh, winning philosophy. Your schedule is going to be pretty challenging. Last year, I remember Jesse saying that he was making the effort to try to challenge the kids a little more in non-district, get them ready. Uh, how do you guys make sure that on September whatever or August whatever, you guys are ready to go? Because last year, that was a bit of a, of a hiccup. It was a slow start and picked it up towards the middle stages. How do you make sure that you're more ready for that first game? Just got to install it, go not, just keep – Keep grinding all summer long into fall camp and keep it rolling and not uh, not take any breaks, any time off. As long as we don't have any uh, delays, anything, if we can keep it rolling and keep going through the fall scrimmage and through the jamboree and get rolling in that first game and we just keep going from there, it should, should be all right. It should help take care of itself. How many kids do you guys have in the program right now? Um, we finished up the spring with 43. Okay. And that's not including incoming freshmen. I'm sure you you know it, it, I'm sure you guys are gonna be working the halls, right? Maybe try to pick up a few more. Forty three is not a ton, but I know you said the freshmen aren't added to that, so there is more to come. Yeah, yeah, we're looking hopefully to add about fifteen to twenty freshmen uh, to the team. Hope more than that, I hope. But looking at about fifteen to twenty coming in from uh, Grand Cayo and Oaklawn. Uh, if we get more than that, that's that's a more this is a positive for us, and just keep building up through that way. Good deal. Thanks so much for the time, Coach. Congratulations on getting the gig, and, man, we'll chat We'll chat soon, okay? All right. Thank you. No problem. Have a good day. Yep, you too. That is Coach Hazlitt with Eleanor Memorial doing an excellent job. Um, he's going to do good there, man, because to be an Eleanor coach, you got to understand the Eleanor program. To understand the Eleanor program, you got to be part of the Eleanor program. He's been there 20 years. Um, I think that he is going to do some good things. I think that he is going to have them in position, and – you know, I love two of the things that he just said there. Bringing some former players back to coach. That's invaluable, especially at a place like Ellender. Those young men get to see, hey, you were here, you did this, you were part of this. That's invaluable. And that'll give them, I think, a little bit of a leg up, a little bit of an advantage, and it'll be an opportunity for them to start to build that thing up. Now, with that having been said, it's going to be a big challenge early. You lost a ton. No more Royal Williams, you know, no more Tomaj Virgin, no more, you know, several of those great defensive players that they had last year where they were a very stingy, very stout defense. No more quarterback. Your quarterback's over at Terrebonne. So all of that is a big factor. All of that comes into play. But I think he got the right guy to fish it out. He said, hey, the former players asked me to be the guy. That matters a lot. Being wanted at a school like that matters a lot. And I think now it'll be an opportunity for the Patriots to maybe kind of heal a little bit, right? Because losing Jesse hurt. I, there ain't no doubt about it. It hurt. It hurt in the locker room because he's a good coach. And it also hurts in the heart, right? I mean, that's one of you. That, that's a Patriot that's leaving the program. That hurts. Now that healing process could begin. could start putting the pieces back together again. And I think they got the right guy to make it happen. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to coach Aaron Babin with South Terrebonne. The Gators wrapped up their spring yesterday. It's play-by-play on KLEB. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado. 
with all new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper, or if it's just you for your daily commute, the confident and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevy Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and Cutoff, The Back Road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. If you or someone you know is having thoughts of suicide or experiencing a mental health or substance use crisis, 988 provides direct connection to free, confidential, and compassionate support. When you call, text, or chat 988, you'll be quickly connected to trained crisis counselors who will listen to your concerns, provide support, and connect you to additional resources if needed. There is hope. The lifeline works. You are not alone in crisis. For 24-7 confidential support, just call, text, or chat 988. Brought to you by the Louisiana Office of Behavioral Health. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. Advanced Eye Institute and Cutoff is your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full-service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere for the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses. Call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. If you or someone you know is having thoughts of suicide or experiencing a mental health or substance use crisis, 988 provides direct connection to free, confidential, and compassionate support. When you call, text, or chat 988, you'll be quickly connected to trained crisis counselors who will listen to your concerns, provide support, and connect you to additional resources if needed. There is hope. The lifeline works. You are not alone in crisis. For 24-7 confidential support, just call, text, or chat 988. Brought to you by the Louisiana Office of Behavioral Health. Rev is creating the next evolution in communication, a network built for every possibility, internet, TV, voice, and security. And now we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future, the next level in communications. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. Welcome to Rev. Learn more at letsrev.com. If you have a pest control problem, Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies.
There's no combination of words I could put on the back of a postcard. An update from Hoover. It is the top of the seventh inning. LSU leads South Carolina 8-3. to The Gamecocks are threatening with two on, but there are two outs, so the Tigers are trying to get out of a jam. They're trying to hold on. But, as we've seen with the LSU bullpen throughout the season, put on your seatbelts. The game is far from over uh, as the Tigers are trying to hold on out there in Hoover. Let's go to the phone lines for the second time today, and we have South Terrebonne football coach, Coach Aaron Babin, on the line. Coach, good afternoon, my friend. How are we doing today? Oh, we're doing real well, real well. Happy to hear that, brother. Look, we were just chatting during the commercial break. I was at your spring scrimmage with Patterson yesterday. Thought it was some good work, man. Guys went back and forth at one another. The defense was, the defenses were kind of ruling the day. Talk about some of those reps and some of the activity you guys got yesterday. Yeah, I think, you know, it's one of, it's one of those hard things as an offensive coach. You come into spring and, you know, the defense always kind of really seems to be ahead um, when, it come, when it comes to, you know, these scrimmages. But uh, I think when it comes to the, the work we got in yesterday, it was great. I think uh, Coach Kramer at Patterson had, had a good ball club over there, and, and we got a lot of quality work in with, between the control portion, the red zone period, and the live quarter, and, and couldn't be more happy with the way it kind of spring ended uh, in its totality once it's all kind of said and done as I sit back today and, you know, kind of wrap, wrap it up the spring season. So let's talk about your defense. Um, you know, I was mentioning earlier in the show, Patterson has some big, talented playmakers, some athletes all over the field. But you guys were able to keep those guys out of space by and large. They were, you know, running a lot of sweeps and throwing a lot of short passes to the sidelines, trying to get those guys into some open grass. But your defense closed up those gaps very well, tackled very well, and didn't allow them to have a whole lot of explosive plays. No, and that's exactly it. You know, we talk about it, you know, across the whole football program but, and on defense is that we have to be fundamentally sound uh, within our scheme and then, and then within our techniques. And it starts with alignment. And, and, you know, one of the hard things when it comes into a spring scrum is your own really game plan. There's no real film to watch. And, and, and it really, you know, it, it's a great test for the kids because they have to really, on the fly, you know, coaches are on the field and this, that, and the other. There's no band, so you can really hear, you know, coaches, you know, screaming out instructions. But, but you know, the kids are out there making these adjustments, so I thought we did a great job of aligning to them. And then I, I think our effort running to the football was excellent yesterday. Uh, you know, we weren't perfect, uh, and we didn't expect to be perfect in the spring, but uh, our effort was was close to perfect when it comes to pursuit to the football uh, throughout the scrimmage yesterday on the defensive side. Tell me about the makeup of your roster, bro, because I know that you guys had a lot of skilled guys last season that you're looking to replace, you know, quarterback, running back, different pieces around the roster. Is this more of a younger group, or is this a situation where it's maybe some juniors that are about to be seniors that just never had the opportunity that are going to be starting now? I think it's kind of a lot across the board right there when you talk about it. So, you know, just starting on the defensive side, we lost seven starters off of last year's defense, and a lot of it was production. When you look at it, we lost a lot of our top tacklers aren't coming back, interception leaders, sack leaders, those kinds of things, and at all three levels, which makes it, you know, something that, that, you know, makes the coaches nervous during the offseason. But, you know, we, we attack the offseason. The kids attack the offseason. And so with that happening, you know, we just went after it. And, and a lot of 
we had a lot of questions answered, and that's where we started. So we, when you look at it, you know, we have some guys that played last year that sophomores, like at D-line. We have Lincoln Dupree coming back, so he's a return starter. He's going to be a junior. Um, you look right there, I have Drake Dettelier coming back at the second level as, as playing one of our inside linebacker spots. Um, and, and he's going to be a three-year starter, so, you know, we're expecting a lot of leadership out of those two guys. And then we have Brody Hutchinson, who I thought had a really good day yesterday, um, playing an outside linebacker spot for us. And then uh, Dwayne Pugh in the secondary. So, like, that's our, our returning guys right there. Um, and, and we're looking for them to be leaders. Uh, most of those guys are seniors that plays, and that's all the returners right there were seniors and juniors. And then uh, uh, we're filling it, you know, some, some are with seniors and some are with sophomores. Uh, you know, I have – our junior class is a little small on our roster. So, uh, you know, we got juniors that are starting, but, you know, only having 10 on the roster, you know, we're, we're expecting some sophomores to step up too. On, on the offensive side, when we talk about the, the makeup, you know, we're actually going to lean real heavy on our offensive line. We got four out of five guys back um, from last year's starting offensive line, that being uh, Alvin Adams, Tyson Kelly, Brooks Wanstall and Logan Mallard. So we're going to lean on those guys real heavy. And I thought they played really physical yesterday up front. I, I was really uh, happy with the physicality that we showed up front throughout the scrimmage right there. And like you said, when we talk about, you know, playmakers, you know, uh, we're having to replace a lot of production on the offensive side too. You know, like you said, quarterback, running back, top receiver, all gone. So all of those uh, you know, yards we got yesterday were predominantly coming from different people, although some of those names were out there last year. Uh, starting quarterback yesterday was Trey Pinal, who was a starting receiver for us last year uh, through 10 games. And uh, Brayden Brooks started for us uh, last year as a receiver, too. And, but, you know, he changed. His role really changed uh, throughout the spring uh, compared to what he did last year. I thought he stepped up. He caught a touchdown pass yesterday. So, I, you know, when you look at it right there, kind of throughout that, uh, you know, some seniors that maybe didn't start but probably saw a lot of time on special teams last year, smaller junior class, and then sophomores that were using the fill-in. And really excited about our sophomore class. You know, if I would have to pick out uh, two sophomores, I think, that stood out to me through the spring, uh, one of them would be uh, Brody uh, Dupree, who started for us at running back last night. I thought he had a good spring game. He had a great spring for us, had a great offseason. And then uh, Warren Walker is another sophomore that started for, started for us in the secondary that I thought he, he's had a great spring and really look forward to both, not just those young kids, but all of our kids really progressing throughout the summer. Coach, it felt like yesterday on the offensive side, there were some plays to be made, but it felt like the timing was maybe just a tick off. The throw was maybe coming out a little bit later. You know, maybe the... The blocking was, you know, maybe just not quite in alignment or the running back was maybe hitting the hole a little too soon and, you know, wasn't waiting on the blocks. That's all fixable stuff. That's what the spring is for. But was I seeing that right? Like, it felt like there were some plays there and maybe just the timing was just a hair off. Yeah, we, we definitely talked about that after. Um, <clears throat> when it comes kind of to that timing aspect, we, we talked about our intermediate passing game and that's something that we spent – a lot of time on throughout the spring and and you know something that you know you said you were there for the sprint first yesterday's game and you kind of saw we were trying to do some of that intermediate passing and just for whatever reason we were just slightly off um you know i was actually we, we had a great spring for our nine practice days on the offensive side of the football 
And uh, you know, I, I think we came out came out a little slow to start, and then I thought we caught some traction, and then in the live quarter just couldn't really put it together to you know finish a drive. And that had happened to us one other time in the controlled portion. And it, I think it's all a timing thing. You know, all of a sudden somebody's out there playing a different covers than what we had seen for nine practices in a row. It's a little bit different, no film review. And when you think about it, it's, you know, nine practices in a row. You know, uh, when we look at it, uh, just and talking about the offensive side of it, uh, you know, Braden Broke, who I already mentioned, he, he changed technically his wide receiver position. Uh, Logan Marcel started for us at, at our Z receiver, and he uh, it's his first year out for football. Uh, in I think a year or two, he, he's a basketball guy. We were able, you know, to come uh, that come decided that he wants to come play football. He had a great spring, I thought, for us. And then our tight end, a new tight end, we were having to replace uh, our last year's tight end, and Blake Odomall stepped up in that spot yesterday. So you know, just with all the moving pieces, and then Patterson out there, you know, being a little bit different defense, just the timing wasn't where I thought we were at. So, you know, that that's something that we, we already talked about last night that we're going to have to, you know, just go back to the drum board and make sure that we, we iron it out so we're just better by the time the ball gets here. Tell us about the summer, man. You know, you guys now move to the summer, and that's about getting bigger, faster, stronger, getting a little seven-on-seven seven work. What are some of the goals that you guys have for the next couple of months before we get into fall camp? Yeah, you know, you're coming into the summer. We're, we're going into like a, a little mini break. Uh, we're after today. You know, we got a little recovery day where, where guys are coming in, getting treatment, um, those different factors of it. Um, and then after that, uh, they're actually off till June 5th, and then we start. And, and it's like you said, we, we're going to get bigger, faster, stronger. Um, for for us, a big thing is conditioning. You know, we, we know we got to have that conditioning up to start with the early uh, early games are going to be high. Um, you know, so we got to make sure that we're ready for that. Uh, and then when you start looking at those things, you know, really pinpoint what were our deficiencies through the spring, going back through practice film, going through the spring film, okay, where, you know, where maybe some holes that we didn't anticipate, uh, let's make sure we clean those up. And then, you know, where are some, you know, some things that we, we know are some of our flaws and let's address them now and, and, and start working on them, you know, beforehand before anybody else is really able to exploit them, uh, you know, in games that matter once, once that September 1 uh, date rolls around. Good stuff, Coach. We thank you so much for the time, man, and we'll chat again throughout the summer, I'm sure. Sounds great, man. Thank you all. Yes, sir. That is Coach Aaron Babin with South Terrebonne doing a good job. They got some good work. They played well. They're going to be in contention uh, for the district championship. As Coach Babin's a good coach, man. they got a good staff. they got some kids that are bought in. Out in Hoover, we got some promising news. Remember I told you it was 8-3. to three. LSU was leading, but South Carolina was threatening. LSU got out of that jam, and now they are applying some pressure. In the bottom of the seventh inning, they've already scored a run. There's runners at first and second with no out, so the Tigers lead 9-3. to three, Looking to add on, looking to put it out of reach, trying to get into the winner's bracket of the SEC tournament. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to the Turtle. Taylor Griffin and I will be chatting in the next segment of the show. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. It's Ram season at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. 
Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Welcome to No Wake Outfitters. Located in Metairie, your newly opened fly shop and paddle sports store. Offering paddle boards, kayaks, fly fishing, and conventional tackle, apparel, and more. You'll find gear and rigging to meet the needs of all skill levels and their staff dedicated to providing exceptional customer service. To help you choose the perfect gear for your adventures. Let them help you hit the water with confidence. Kayaking is their specialty, but you'll find much more. No Wake Outfitters. 1926 Airline Drive, Metairie. If you or someone you know is having thoughts of suicide or experiencing a mental health or substance use crisis, 988 provides connection to free confidential support. There is hope. The lifeline works. For 24-7 confidential support, just call, text, or chat 988. Brought to you by the Louisiana Office of Behavioral Health. Tiger Rag Magazine gives you exclusive stories, beautiful pictures, and behind-the-scenes insights. Subscribe today and be in the know at TigerRag.com. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. I like to say that we're a five-star hotel for airplanes. When people walk in these hangars, probably the most common thing I hear is, wow, these hangars are beautiful. Mueller metal buildings are made to last. A lot of people know Mueller makes a very good product. We like the the metal. It withstands the test of time. It's hardy, and um, everybody was so easy to work with. If we had to do it over again, we would definitely stay with Mueller. Find out more at MuellerINC.com. What's up? This is Casey Gisclair, and this is why I choose State Bank for all my banking needs. State Bank is a local bank, which means you get a taste of home when you walk through the doors. The bank's motto is Cajun Banking. Serve just the way you like it, and that's for a reason, because you're always greeted by a real banker who provides smiling service. But State Bank also has the latest banking technologies, which means you get the best without having to sacrifice that personal touch that we all love. So go visit them today at one of their many locations. They're proud bankers serving a proud community. Resilient bankers serving a resilient community at State Bank now 70 years strong. Chevrolet Suburban, Tahoe, Traverse, Blazer, Equinox, Trailblazer, Trax. Looking for the room to haul your passengers and cargo area to fit your needs? Golden Motors has your SUV waiting for you. Come on in and check them out. Special APR as low as 2.9% for 60 months on 2023 Chevy Equinox. Hurry before it's gone. Chevy, find new roads. Golden Motors, 15101, Highway 3235, and Cutoff on the back road. 325-1000, price is priority. 2.9% APR with approval through GM Financial. See dealer for details. LSU smells blood in the water. They're up 10-3 to now in Hoover in the bottom of the seventh inning, but they've got the winning runs on base. 
The bases are loaded with one out. If all of those guys come across to score, you do the math. It'd be 13-3. to That'd be adios amigo 10-run rule. Uh, so hopefully the Tigers could ice that down. Hopefully they don't have to pitch again because God knows their bullpen is not above blowing a large lead. They've done that several times this year, uh, but it's looking good for LSU out in Alabama. Let's go to the phone lines for the final time today, and let's go to our old buddy Taylor Griffin who's on the line now. Turtle, good afternoon, man. What's good? Hey, good afternoon. Doing fine over here. How y'all doing in the studio today? Doing great, man. How's the body feeling after alumni, bro? Are you still sore? You still wore out? Man, uh, to be honest, most of my body is 100% fine, but uh, I don't think it's an injury as much as it's just kind of like a a jam or like a minor sprain. Uh, My right arm, I can't lift past a certain point my shoulder kind of got jammed up in a head first slide but slowly slowly recovering taking ibuprofen and icing it and getting getting some range of motion back so it'll uh i'm, I'm probably about 50 percent there i think i love you man and i know you're not gonna be offended by me telling you this what the hell are you doing sliding head first <laughs> let me tell you why uh because sliding feet first and shorts <laughs> make put some some terrible terrible brush burns so i had to make that adjustment and i got sliding head first what had been no issue and i guess it is when you just keep gaining weight keep getting slower and older and you know just things are just not as smooth and something something wasn't right when my right arm hit first and the rest of my body followed and (laughs) shoulder got jammed up but uh never again never again Look, it is the lunchtime hour, so let's make a trip out to Chick-fil-A and talk about the Nuggets, man. The the Denver Nuggets sweep the Los Angeles Lakers. They are proving us wrong. Jokic is getting a 30-point triple-double every game. Man, this has got to be the favorites to win the championship, bro. Look, they're fired up. They play the right way. And I mentioned this yesterday. In the NBA to win big, you need elite game-changing star players. And then the second thing that I said that I think is even more important than the star players, you need role players who play without expectation, meaning if they have to make a bunch of corner threes one game, hey, they'll do it. If the next game they got to take charges, they'll do it. They're not going to complain about their role. With the Nuggets, you got Caldwell Pope, Jeff Green, Bruce Brown. They've got about a half dozen of those guys, and to me, that makes them the favorite. Yeah, man. I, uh, I've been bad-mouthing them the last few weeks. I had faith in the Lakers to put it together, and I, you know, I gotta eat crow. I gotta apologize and admit fault. I was wrong. The Nuggets, the Nuggets are for real, man. They, uh, they're a special team. They're such a good, well-rounded, complete team. I thought, I thought maybe, uh, you know, when they won Game One. You know, the Lakers were just a victim of momentum and things would settle and things would be fine. But, boy, was I wrong. Uh, man, the Nuggets are for real. Yeah, they got to be the favorite. I mean, the only thing, assuming, you know, the Celtics don't pull off something miraculous here, it's still hard to count out Jimmy Butler in anything. But, man, this is going to be, assuming everything goes as it looks, this is going to be a fun series. You know, I've seen some of the memes start surfacing and some of the hype videos start surfacing. 
people have already written off the Celtics. The Heat, the Heat are, are playing the Nuggets. It's already been decided on the internet. And people are like, man, don't forget about that picture of those guys in the hallway by the locker room. Like, the Heat and Nuggets hate each other. Like, this is going to be awesome. This is a this is going to be like a real rivalry game. Like, we're talking about two teams that really, really despise each other. And it's going to be a really fun series. I agree, and I hope we get it. But I'm not altogether ready to count Boston out just yet because they only got to win one more game in Miami. But we could talk about that in just a second. Um, let's talk about LeBron James. He says after the game, like, hey, I don't know if I'm going to play anymore. I don't know if I'm going to be back. And, boy, I hope that what I think is going to happen isn't what actually happens. Got a feeling the Joker's going to retire for a year, go and watch his kid and be front and center and steal all of his kids' thunder next year at USC games, be front row, camera panning on him every time Bronny scores, and low-key low under the table, going to be doing all sorts of you know, platelet injections into his knees, into his arms, getting fresh, getting healed up. And then I think he's going to unretire and come back and play with his boy. Dude, that is the exact, exact thing that I thought and I predicted. As soon as he made that little remark about, I uh, got some thinking to do, now all of a sudden, you know, Norman Ham plans to have a conversation. Now LeBron is considering retirement. Dude, that is exactly what's going to happen. He's going to take a year off, watch Brownie play, fully commit to that, and then go sign whatever minimum deal he needs to sign with whoever drafts Brownie. Play with him for a year, maybe two, see how he feels, whatever, and then hang it up for good, just to make history. There's no need for him to force next year. When, at the end of the day, he's still LeBron freaking James. He can do whatever he wants. He can get away with it. This is, people might not like it. I don't necessarily agree with it, but this is a brilliant plan. Like, why wouldn't he do that? Because he, he can. He can. It makes perfect sense. He's all about making history. You know, he's the all-time leading scorer. He's he's this and that. He's got he's got all these accolades. First to do this, fastest to do that, you know, oldest to do this now. Like he's on his way to just taking more things and putting his name in more records. Like why not retire after a 20-year career only to unretire? And all he had to do was take care of his body and enjoy life and watch his kid, but stay in shape to make one more run. Like, why not? I think that's exactly what's going to happen, Casey. You hit it perfectly on the head. So, if you're like, here's the here's the issue. I don't know that the little look guy is going to be good enough to be like this first round draft pick guy. That remains to be seen. So, you know, if the plan is for one year sit out then obviously that means Bronny's going to be a one-and-done. What happens if Bronny's like slated to be the 55th best player in the draft? Um, let's say you're a team picking 15th or 10th, and you got this guy that, hey, you know is not good enough to go 15th or 10th, but you know, hey, daddy's coming with him. Would you reach and go and get the guy that 
hey, maybe isn't good enough knowing that you'd get a year or two of LeBron? Or would you just avoid that circus altogether? In the NBA, yes, absolutely. At the end of the day, it's just a business, and that's the best business decision. It's make make big cash, make fast cash now, and then we'll start thinking about two or three years from now after the LeBron circus is over. Like, it's strike it while it's hot. If I know for sure that daddy's coming, I'm 100%. I'm not saying I'm drafting him number one overall if he's not that good, but 10, 15, 20, I'm making him a first-round pick. Yes, absolutely, because I know dad's coming with him. I mean, obviously, you're making phone calls before. You're making sure this is going to happen. You know, your your guy is talking to LeBron's agent and making sure this is is what's going to be. Like, hey, I'll, I'm going to pull Bronny off the board right now if you give me your word that you're coming. Like, okay, let's go. Yeah, that's, that's the best business decision. Just strike it while it's hot and, and just reignite whatever flame needs to be lit in whatever city it is. I mean, it's, you can't lose. <laughs> the only thing you could do is, you know, if, if Bronny pulls at Eli and, and Eli Manning is like, oh, I'm, I'm not playing for them. Like, as long as you're not one of those teams that, that they refuse to play for, then, yeah, you, you can't lose. It's starting to feel like a damn bitty draft. They're going to freeze LeBron and draft Bronny. Oh, my God. It's, it's, it's crazy, man. Crazy talk. But I think that you're right. I think it's a decision that you'd have to make. Um, getting a little bit nervous for Miami, uh, uh, Taylor. I'm getting a little bit nervous for Miami because I think we all agree – that Boston has a better roster. Top to bottom, they've got a better roster. Um, but something was just wrong with the Boston mojo. They weren't sharing the ball. Jimmy Butler just kind of took their mojo away, took their vibe away. Grant Williams cost them a game doing dumb stuff, poking the bear. Last night, Boston got one. Now they're going back home. They're going to be favored by almost 10 points tomorrow. They get that one. All of a sudden, if it's 3-2, all you got to do is win one more game on the road. Like, usually I say 3-0, it's done, it's over, forget about it. But there is still some air in those Boston lungs. I'm not altogether ready to say that that series is over yet. I uh, I can see what you're saying, man. I Boston definitely has a better team. Just they're better put together. They're, there's more talent. Um, I'm... I'm just not sold on – look, and before anyone takes us out of context, I know Jason Tatum is really good. I get it. He's softer than I'm, tissue. I'll say it. I'm not sold on him as a premier superstar who sells tickets. Yeah. A, a needle mover, if you will, with the wrestling reference. I'm not sold on him as a guy who, quote-unquote, has got that dog in him. So, I just don't believe this Celtics team can come back from 3-0. I don't care who they play. I just don't see them being able to rattle off four in a row against a solid Miami team with probably the best player in the league right now. I just, right now, as far as momentum goes, 
I don't see them being able to do that. Boston doesn't have, I don't think they have anyone who really has it in them to just take over and be the reason they rattle off four games in a row. Yeah, I, I think that's fair, and I think that's very well said, man. Um, tomorrow, Turtle, is one of the best days of the month for me. On the 25th of every month, I get my box from Pro Wrestling Crates, bro. And, you know, they're not an advertiser. I shouldn't be repping them as heavily as I am. But I'm going to let you know something, dude. If you got like 35, 40 bucks spare a month and you want to just nerd out and be a boy and, and do, you know, nerd things, subscribe to that, bro. Every month they send me a box with two T-shirts, an autographed picture, an action figure, and like... I'm super jacked up to see what type of random wrestling stuff I'm going to get. Turtle, last week or last month, I got a damn autographed picture of the Repo Man, dude. Like, that is one of the highlights of my life. <laughs> oh, man, that's that's good stuff. That's good stuff. I uh, No, I was not even aware that that, that, that was the thing, man. I, I'll certainly look into it. I don't know how the wife's going to feel about me, uh, <laughs> you know, blowing, blowing money on, you know, just it's a dollar a day, game. Turtle. You got to sell it. Ah, I know, I know, I know. But uh, I, I will I will say this. She had no issue with me going into uh, Hogan's Beach Shop in Orlando <laughs> and, and spending about, you know, whatever it was, like $185. And she's like, at the end of it, she's like, wow, I, I, I thought we were going to hit three. I'm impressed. I, I'm, I'm like, you, you were okay with three? I, I'm going back inside. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you know, she, she lets me nerd out when I need to. But, uh, like I said, I'll look into it. It, it sounds interesting. Absolutely. But let's talk some wrestling. We're heading towards um, Night of Champions or whatever the heck. I don't know what the pay-per-view out in, this, out in Saudi Arabia is called. You got Cody and Brock. They're going to be locked up again. Roman's going to be competing for the tag titles against Sammy and KO. Uh, they're doing some pretty good stuff. They're, they're starting to tease that Gunter's going to maybe get a little more involved in the championship chase. You got Rollins going against AJ Styles in a match that I think is going to steal the show. So they got some good stuff going on, man. Usually there's kind of a little bit of a mid-year lull after WrestleMania kind of slacks off a little bit before SummerSlam. And, and that also happened this year, too. But it's starting to pick back up again. There's some things that are keeping my eye. Yeah, yeah. Um, as you said, man, anything that Seth Rollins has has his feet in, it's it's going to be... He is a show stealer. He He's super exciting to watch. He's, he's a top guy in the company. AJ Styles still has... So that, that, that ought to be a fun one. That ought to be a really fun match. Uh, anything Brock Lesnar's involved in is typically pretty awesome, too. Him and Cody Rhodes should put on a great show. I don't know if they plan on doing something special, something awesome, something groundbreaking. You know, I don't just see this being a 12-minute, between-the-ropes, uh, classic-style wrestling match. Uh, like I said, I don't know what they're going to do. I'm sure something big's going to happen. Um, you know, I'm... I'm not a fan of the whole going to Saudi Arabia thing at all, but you know if that's if that's the money move that's keeping the business alive, then by all means keep going. But you know, just it, it's so far on the other side of the world. Like it starts at what twelve or something over here, and just you know going to a country that we just so like don't agree with. And God, I'm trying to not get political, but you know you, you know what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. Just like that. But there's got to be, you want to go entertain people on the other side of the world, there's got to be better options 
you know, to make the same amount of money or something close to it, but whatever it is. I, I know I know they got some good people over there that is that are just living where they grew up and they they're just having a time of their lives. I just I'm not a fan. Uh, I, I feel like we're sometimes just unnecessarily putting these guys at risk by going over there, especially putting the women at risk by going over there. I'm not a fan, but you know, as long as they stay safe and everybody makes it back home, you know uh, do what they do. If that's, if that, if that's the money that's keeping the business alive, then go ahead. You, you, y'all do you and just, just get home safe. Saw a debate on social media the other day. Um, and a lot of professional athletes chimed in. I'll ask you the debate was, would it be harder for an NBA player to transition and become an NFL player? Or would it be harder for an NFL player to transition and become an NBA player? I could see both ends of the coin. I think LeBron James would be an elite tight end or a wide receiver. I, you know, I think that there are probably some point guards in the NBA that could be receivers or you know defensive backs, or whatever. In the NFL, there are certainly some linebackers or whatever that could probably be small forwards or power forwards and fit that Draymond Green mold. So settle that debate. Which one you think would be a harder transition? The answer is 100% absolutely harder to go from football to basketball than it is from basketball to football. Like, there's the the skills that you need, especially in today's NBA. Look, I think the debate is closer 25, 30 years ago. Right now, I think it's absolutely no debate. The worst guy with the least amount of, of ball handling skills and shooting and just overall touch, the worst guys in the NBA that could barely put it together to stay on a roster, I think are just so many miles ahead from any guy in the NFL who had reasonable basketball skills who like could have played on the college level, but instead they went the football route. I just I don't see any guy in the NFL ever being able to have that skill set to transition to the NBA. I'm not saying they wouldn't dominate a rec league. I'm not saying they wouldn't dominate intramurals or you know uh, a fundraiser tournament or even a mid-major college basketball conference. But the NBA from the NFL, no, no chance. Maybe a big 25, 30 years ago that's just there to be a bruiser, maybe. But today, absolutely no chance. NBA to NFL, I just just talked about the skill set and the touch that you need to perform in the NBA. So the skill set and the touch to be able to handle that ball, put a round ball into a round hole, from 25 feet away and consistently catch the ball to where you don't look like a fool and then you have to immediately on the run dribble it after catching it. Just all all the ridiculous skills that it takes to be a good basketball player. Like, all you got to do is go out there and catch a football. Yeah, you got to run routes. Yeah, you got to know offense. I mean, you also have to know offense in the NBA. I mean, Coach Kale and I one time sat in a coach's clinic in Destin and listened to Stan Van Gundy just go off and just teach us every quick hitter play he had time to do. The dude taught us like 150 set plays that you could run 
in all these different shot clock situations. And he's like, ah, I'm just touching the tip of the iceberg. That's just that's just the quick <laughs> ones I wanted to shoot. They're gonna they're gonna kick me out of this room in just a second. And like he just rambled and rambled and rambled. And there's so many plays. Like, look, I realize before anyone throws stones at me, I realize I never put on a football helmet in my life. I never put shoulder pads on in my life. But you know, I got a lot of good friends that did. I've got an understanding of it from them. I have serious football conversations with football guys all the time. I pay attention to the game I'm watching. I paid attention in Madden and NCAA football. I played tackle football in the yard for a long time until it was stupid to continue doing that. Like, I understand it's a difficult game. Never in a million years do I think I ever could have made the NFL or a college roster for that matter. But, there's no way you're going to tell me you could pick someone out of the NFL and put them on an NBA roster right now versus you could probably take 25 guys out of the NBA and put them on an NFL roster right now. I I'm, I stand by that 100%. Whether it's all elite athletes going to be wide receivers or some of them going to play corner or safety – I mean, look, I don't think anyone in the, in, in the NBA could be an NFL quarterback right now. But you can't tell me you can't just teach a guy 10 plays and tell him to line up at receiver and he wouldn't not just perform but dominate. Like, it's – I think there's no argument here. NBA to NFL is way easier than NFL to NBA. And, and here's the irony is that – well, I agree with you, by the way, but here's the irony is that – I don't think NBA or NFL guys or even any average Joe on the street could even remotely touch a 100-mile-per-hour fastball. So the hardest one might be the one oh, I'm watching yeah. right now on the iPad is baseball. That Yeah, that, that's another – I mean, that's not even part of the original discussion. But, yeah, that playing baseball, like transitioning from one sport to another, you transition into baseball, like, dude, no way. Like, that, that's got to be the most difficult one. Like, either baseball or hockey because you got to be able to skate. I don't know. But, yeah, you're right. Not, I doubt anyone in any of those professional leagues could ever hit a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. Bro, have, have you ever been, like, to a cage where they put it up to, like, 85, 90? Or have you ever, like, stood in and had a chance to see that? Look, as I had an yeah. opportunity when I was at LSU, <clears throat> I did a thing where – I had the good fortune of like going and doing stuff with an athlete at every sport. I went and I dove with a diver. I went and I shot three pointers with a basketball player, played golf with a golfer. Like it was really cool. I did penalty kicks with a soccer player. The hardest thing by far was trying to hit a softball pitcher, throwing on that flat ground with the mound right in front of you. I could have had a thousand opportunities. I would have never made contact. Yep, yep. I've never. I've never personally tried to hit an underhand softball pitch, but yeah, like I, I give without even knowing what it's like. I've seen it. Like I give all the respect and credit to the world in the world to uh, female college softball players. That that that's such a difficult pitch to hit. And look, I've I've stood in a batting cage that threw either seventy five or eighty. I don't remember what it was. And this was just like, this was just like two years after graduating from high school. I hadn't swung a bat since ninth grade, dude. 
75-80 in a batting cage <laughs> is ridiculous. Yeah. I, I, could, I couldn't foul tip it. I had to just lay down. Uh, it wasn't even a good bunt. It was just a make contact for the sake of not being a loser. <laughs> like, that's the only way I could touch that ball. Like it was, it was, it was ridiculous. So yeah, hit, hitting a fastball is really, aside from hitting a, a high speed fastball. Imagine throwing any professional athlete just in the box and hey, you don't know a fastball, curveball, slot. You don't know what's coming. Good luck, hey, and, dude. And, no way. and here's the thing: no their their fastball moves like a curveball, but it's got tail to yeah. No chance. Like it's it's crazy. Absolutely not. All all the respect in the world to high level baseball and softball players. That that's a very difficult thing to do. No doubt, brother. We thank you so much for the time. Before we let you go, though, it is now summertime, which means we're getting close to the Dufresne Rodeo. I know you guys are late summer, but it's never too early to start plugging. And more special than that, um, you know, maybe more so than than someone wanting to buy rodeo tickets right now. We're trying to get sponsorships, right? I know Bayou Sports is going to be looking to sponsor, and I know that there'll be other businesses looking to pitch in. Uh, if somebody wants to be part of the team, what do they got to do? Yeah, absolutely, man. So so here, here's the thing. The Dufresne Building Materials 8th Annual Fishing Rodeo will be held August 4th and 5th at Bridgeside Marina in Grand Isle. So we start taking fish on the board Friday afternoon, that Friday night, there's a cornhole tournament uh, hosted by, uh, I say hosted by, it, it's organized by, I want to say, Harris Collie, and uh, and I can't think of who else usually comes. But, you know, the, the usual cornhole suspects from from the lower part of Bayou Lafourche, they're, they're there, they're putting it on, it's legit, um, and there's door prizes, there's food, there's music silent auction, live auction, all kind of activities on Saturday, and the scales close at 4 on Saturday. So we're benefiting the Bless Your Heart nonprofit, which a lot of people listening are familiar with that, Uh, One Heart NOLA, and the Ark of St. Charles. So a lot of really good organizations. Uh, One Heart NOLA provides necessary resources to children and families in the foster care system in greater New Orleans area. So, again, looking out for the kids there. Uh, the Ark of St. Charles, it's a, it's a program that helps. It supports people of all ages that have developmental disabilities and special needs. Uh, it helps them reach their full potential. That's a, that's a St. Charles Parish organization there. And, again, repeating the first one, bless your heart, everyone knows about, uh, you know, Ross and Jure Jean-Ball and their uh, – their nonprofit here in uh, in Lafouche Parish. So those three great organizations will be benefited. So we have like, just off the top of my head, there's a hat sponsor. There's you could have your logo on the back of the fish, the long sleeve fishing shirts. You could be a leaderboard sponsor. You could sponsor the scale. You could sponsor the middle race. You could be a sponsor who puts their logo on the winning gator coolers that we hand out to all the first second and third in the adult divisions uh there we cornhole tournament sponsors there's there's all sorts of opportunities there um so if anyone wants to check out the do friend building materials instagram or facebook i literally just posted it like an hour ago that la- that recent post there's the rodeo flyer with all the details there's the three 
beneficiaries and their information, and there's the actual sponsorship opportunity form that you could you could print out. You could do your check marks. You could write all your information. You could email it to dbmrodeo at dbmlumber.com. You could get in touch with anyone at any Dufresne location. They'll steer you in the right direction. There's all sorts of sponsorship opportunities available. We love doing it. Something that started, you know, so many years ago as just like an employee appreciation, let's go have fun, fishing rodeo turned into, man, we got a lot of attention. We got people that want to compete. We got everyone loves a good fishing rodeo, especially in Grand Isle in the late part of the summer. Let's make it a fundraiser. Let's donate to someone in need in the community. Brother, this thing has blown up all over South Louisiana. We, we help, we've helped children in the past with terminal illnesses and families who needed help with medical bills. We've helped these different organizations, these different nonprofits, and we pick some, somebody, someone, something different every year. And it's such a great cause. It's a great turnout. Uh, I encourage anyone who wants to just help the community, man, buy a ticket, buy a shirt, buy a hat. The ticket comes with food. It comes with a door prize entry. You can fish. You don't necessarily have to fish. Man, it's such a good time. Um, like I said, we, you and I, I'm sure we're going to be plugging it pretty often here in these next few months. But uh, just go check out our social media pages, and um, there's all the information you need is right there. Beautiful. Great stuff, man. Thanks so much for the time, brother. We'll chat again next Wednesday, partner. Yes, indeed. Thank you very much. And as always, go Tarps and God bless America. Yes, sir. That is Taylor Griffin doing an excellent job as always. We love chatting with him, getting his perspectives about things in the world of sports. LSU's trying to ice it down. They're up 10-3 to in the top of the ninth inning, two outs, and South Carolina has two on, but a long way to go with the two outs. So it's looking like LSU is going to get an opening round SEC tournament win. Let's catch a break. When we get back, I'll tell you about that. Some of the things that I've seen in that game. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this quick commercial timeout. Hi, I'm Marcel Spears. Keeping our global neighborhood safe is a tough job. One made just a bit safer with the help of America's brave military dogs. These dogs, who often take the same risks and make the same sacrifices as our human warriors, keep our troops safe by sniffing out bombs and IEDs, locating enemy positions, and bringing a sense of comfort and home to an almost unimaginable circumstance. Yet, when these brave canine heroes retire, they're not always given the same treatment as our military VIPs, and are too often left overseas. American Humane works to bring home these valiant dogs and reunite them with the people who mean the most to them their handlers, so they can enjoy happy, healthy, well-deserved retirements. To learn how you can help America's four-footed heroes, visit AmericanHumane.org. A grade C is just average. A grade B, better. But an A? An A is excellent. And an A is what Thibodeau Regional earned for patient safety from the LeapFrog Group a leading healthcare quality and safety organization. This A in patient safety is yet another confirmation of Thibodeau Regional's commitment to providing patients with the highest quality, safest care. Hi, I'm Ava Cates, Secretary of the Louisiana Workforce Commission, and I'm so excited to welcome you to the Tech Ready Louisiana program. 
Tech Ready Louisiana is a tool for everyone. We are pleased to partner with Casera, an online learning platform to provide Louisianians access to over 6,000 free courses to help you navigate a tech ready world. You can access Casera by visiting our website or visit one of our local offices. Are you tech ready? Let's get started. Sponsored by the Louisiana Workforce Commission. If you or someone you know is having thoughts of suicide or experiencing a mental health or substance use crisis, 988 provides direct connection to free, confidential, and compassionate support. When you call, text, or chat 988, you'll be quickly connected to trained crisis counselors who will listen to your concerns, provide support, and connect you to additional resources if needed. There is hope. The lifeline works. You are not alone in crisis. For 24-7 confidential support, just call, text, or chat 988. Brought to you by the Louisiana Office of Behavioral Health. Hey, it's me, Gus the Gopher for Atmos Energy. Being a gopher, I like to dig. That's what us gophers were born to do, along with eating plants, taunting groundskeepers, and listening to bluegrass music. And I especially enjoy digging around the yard. Occasionally, I bump into a utility line and I get a headache. Ouch! After all, they're hard to miss since they can be buried anywhere. But if you hit one with your shovel, backhoe, or ditch digger, you could cause a gas leak, disrupt service, or worse. Makes me shaking my paws just thinking about it. You can avoid all of this by calling 811 at least three business days before you or someone else digs in your yard to have those underground utility-owned lines marked. Calling 811 will help protect your property, and more importantly, you. It's free, and it's the law. You dig what I'm saying? For more on safe digging, visit atmosenergy.com slash 811. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with all new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper, or if it's just you for your daily commute, the comfort and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevy Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and Cutoff, The Back Road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. Cheers! Cheers, please! It is now a final score. LSU gets a 10-3 win over South Carolina in the SEC tournament. Uh, they move on into the winner's bracket. Um, I don't mean to like over-exaggerate. I don't mean to blow this too far out of proportion. That was one of the best wins of the season for LSU. You're facing a quality opponent with a very good offense, an opponent that maybe is going to be hosting a regional next week. And you beat the hell out of them without Skeens or Floyd even throwing a pitch. You have heard throw extremely well as a starter, which is something that <clears throat> is a big bonus. Because now you found a third starter you could rely on. And when Hurd left the game after getting five and one-thirds through it, your bullpen was excellent. Your bullpen on the day... Worked three and two-thirds, didn't allow a run. If LSU gets that for the rest of the year, <clears throat> consistent pitching from Hurd, pretty good work out of the bullpen. If they get that for the rest of the year, 
You're dogpiling in Omaha. It's as simple as that. If you get solid, I won't even say solid. If you get average bullpen work, where they're not just hemorrhaging runs, right? Just give up a run or two here or there, you know, four or five innings, one or two runs. If you get that, and Floyd pitches okay, Hurd pitches okay, like they have been doing, you're going to win it all. We're not talking about going to Omaha. We're not talking about winning a regional. If you get the recipe that you got today, the rest of the year, and it's a big if, but if you get that for the rest of the year, you're winning it all. You're winning the national championship. South Carolina is a very good baseball team. They're going to, like what I said, maybe be hosting a regional. They're a team that has a very good offense. They could do a lot of things that could hurt you. And today, your B-listers limited them to five hits and three runs. So, boy, Thatcher Hurd, Nate Ackenhausen, boy, That's good stuff. That's stuff that could win you a ring. That's stuff that could fix some of those problems that you've had throughout the course of the year. Big, big, big time stuff from the Tiger pitching staff today. Because, look, you just, if you throw up four or five zeros in a row, with that offense that you got, they're going to get you the lead. Then the key is once they get you the lead, you got to hold the lead. And LSU did that today. Great work. A sound beating of a South Carolina team that, frankly, cowarded out of the third game of their series earlier this season with LSU, ran their jaw, ran their jaw, ran their jaw. You beat everybody in the series but us. If we would have played the third game, we would have beat you, blah, 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 on and on and on. And then what did they do? They followed that up in the third meeting and got their ass kicked by LSU, who was a vastly superior team. Betting picks for today, then we'll wrap up. I like the Yankees minus 138 money line over the Orioles. I like the Dodgers plus, or excuse me, minus 102 money line over the Braves who are struggling. I like, um, let's see, today I like, uh, let's go Miami minus one and a half run line over the Rockies with Alcantara on the mound. I like the Mariners minus 1.5 run line over the A's. I like Boston minus 120 money line over the Angels. Thanks to everybody for listening. No NBA game tonight. The Nuggets settled that. For those of you who are wondering, earlier in the show I said, man, got a flat tire, you know, whatever. I want to sincerely thank Mr. Jerry here. Um, I called him and I told him, I said, hey, bro, like, would you mind helping me put my donut on? Like, this was before the show. You know, I just need an extra, you know, set of hands. I'm, I'm I kind of sort of know what I'm doing, but, I, you know, it's always better to have somebody a little older, make sure, hey, I'm not screwing something up. He said, no, just give me the keys. Uh, he took about a four-inch screw out of my tire, plugged it up, patched it up. We're good to go. We'll be keeping an eye on that. Thanks so much, Truck, if you're listening. And then not even just for that, for everything that you guys do. You said it on Saturday uh, here at Coastal Broadcasting. It is a family, man, and, and um, you feel that. You feel that when you work here, no doubt about that. Let's catch a break when we get, uh, not catch a break, let's catch the end of the show. Let's wrap up here. Uh, I'm over here having a good time wanting to do another segment. Let's wrap up here. Tomorrow will be Thursday. We'll talk some more spring football. We'll talk some more SEC baseball. We're going to have a great show tomorrow, just like we did today. want to thank Taylor Griffin for the time, Aaron Babin for the time, John Hazlitt for the time, and want to thank you all for listening. It's been play-by-play on KLEB. Wrapping up, we'll be back at the same time tomorrow. God bless. You're listening to KLEB.
1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.